Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. All right, Scott, let's talk a little bit about uh, NFL free agency and where the Patriots stand. It was just uh, announced this week that the salary cap is going to be raised about $30 million, about $10 million more than expectations. People thought it was going to come in about $240 to $245, and it's actually coming in around $255. So there's a little bit of extra room there for the Patriots to play with. I think they have the second most money available to them in free agency this offseason. Yep. But either it's about eighty, eighty-five million dollars that they have to play with right 88, now. Eighty-eight, I think. Eighty-eight million. Okay, so whatever, eighty to ninety million dollars to play with this off season, and there's some big name free agents out there. But as we're starting to see, because that cap got raised, that means every other team has an additional ten million, ten to twelve million than they thought they were going to have. Right. So they have more room to retain some of their guys. And there won't be as many of these guys out on free agency. We just saw T. Higgins get franchised by the Bengals, so we can take him off the board unless you pull off a trade for him. But as you look through the list or kind of look at positional needs for the Patriots, where would you like them to start in free agency? What position would you like to see them attack first? Well, I I mean, it it, it depends on what you're going to do with the number three pick. I've been pretty clear about this, and I'm going to stay on this. Uh, I want Marvin Harrison Jr. at number three. I don't want either Drake May or Jaden Daniels because I just think there's too much uncertainty as to whether or not those guys are going to be two great NFL quarterbacks. And if you look at the history of drafting quarterbacks in the first round, more often than not, they're failures and they're busts as Mm. opposed to being a success. I I think Marvin Harrison Jr. projects to be – close to a sure thing as a real good top number one receiver in the NFL I'd rather go that route and if I'm going that route what I'd rather do is maybe in the second or third round maybe take a shot on a quarterback if maybe a Bo Nix or somebody like that is there but sign a free agent quarterback and I'm not saying break the bank I mean would I love Kirk Cousins sure I would but I I don't think you're going to spend all that money on him but if you do what I suggest, then maybe you're going to have to go out and sure up the offensive line in free agency. You still might need another wide receiver because Kendrick Bourne's going to be a free agent. Um, you know, that's kind of the direction I would look. I, I, I would draft a quarterback in the second or third round, but that would mean having to sign a veteran quarterback to bring in that will likely have to play this season. So that's what I would do in the offensive line. I mean, obviously, I'd try to address it both in the draft and in free agency, but I think it's imperative that you got to get, get guys that can come in and play right away on that offensive line because that was a major weakness for this team last year. And so I would concentrate on that in free agency as well. Yeah, offensive line, I think, is an absolute area of need. Even if you re-sign Michael Nwenu, you still need more offensive line help. 
And no matter if you're bringing in an established quarterback or you're drafting one of those guys very early on, you're going to want an offensive line to protect them. So that has to be an area. I'd, I'm, I think I'd rather you address it in free agency than the draft because you kind of have the same problem with offensive linemen, at least towards the top of the draft, is it's like an equal amount of busts to quarterbacks. Now, the difference is you know, there's multiple offensive linemen playing, so you can kind of hide the bust to a certain extent. Unlike a quarterback, you can't hide that being a bust. But I would try to track, uh, attack offensive line in free agency as much as I can, re-sign on Wenu, and go from there. One one name I want to see because they, they let go of Lawrence Guy this week. And I think we all agree that the defense is decent, can dramatically improve with a couple of things. One area I would like to see is on the defensive line. I would like to see you go bring a guy home. He's from the area. He's from my hometown of Framingham, Massachusetts. He went to Framingham High School like I did. I would go get Christian Wilkins from the Dolphins. 28 years old. I think you get three really high-quality years out of him. That would be one of the guys that's at the top of the free agent class that I would look to get. He might get franchised for all I know. but And, and I know part of it, what I'm saying is because we're from the same town and I'd like that story. But I think he's really good, and I think that could help them as well. Well, it's funny because you, when you brought up the Dolphins, I'm like, they didn't cut Wilkins. But yesterday I did read that they're cutting Xavier Howard and Emmanuel Ogba. So, uh, you know, there's a, there's a cornerback and there's a defensive end on the market but uh, or a linebacker. Um, I don't know that the Patriots really have a need in either one of those areas, to be honest with you, but especially with Gonzalez coming back from injury. Yeah, I don't. I don't know if, how much you truly need. You can re-sign Duggar and kind of solidify that defensive secondary to a certain extent. Have Gonzalez back, and if he looks like he was, if he continues to trend like he looked like he was trending in the first couple of weeks before he got hurt, then I think you've got a guy there. You've got that tent pole there at cornerback, and you don't really need to continue on that path. Right. I think we all know the majority of the work needs to be done offensively. You need help everywhere with the exception of running back, really. And even at running back, I'd like to find a guy that is a little more in that James White mold coming out of the backfield and catching the ball. I know Ramondre Stevenson did a good job with it, 60-something receptions two years ago. Yep. But I'd like to see someone who's a little more dynamic doing that, just to add to that room. But that's the bottom of the barrel for me, because you need to figure out who's going to be your quarterback, who's going to be protecting that guy, and who's going to be catching passes from him. Hunter Henry... I don't think you re-sign him. I don't think you pay him that kind of money right now unless you are drafting a quarterback high in that first round because you want to get as many binkies for him as possible. I, I don't disagree with that because, I mean, does anybody really think this offense is going to be great next year? No. I mean, you just hope that it will be improved because it was pretty much a disaster this past year. But, yeah, I mean, I, I, to, to me, the only time you invest top money in a guy like Hunter Henry is if you – think he might be the missing piece but I, I think they're a long way from being a top offense in the National Football League but again I, I'm just going to go back to what I said about Daniels and May like I don't know if you've been paying attention to the reports that have been coming out on him I mean some some reports come out and they're like yeah well Drake May the NFL comparison is Josh Allen and you know Jaden Daniels would be closer to Lamar Jackson and then the other stuff I hear is Oh, no, Drake May reminds us a lot of Mitch Trubisky. It's like, that's a pretty big gap. Josh Allen to Mitch Trubisky. Yeah. Like, seriously. So, I don't know. I, I Look, I, I understand quarterback is the most important position in football. I get that. But if you swing and miss 
first of all, when you invest a first-round pick, a high first-round pick in a quarterback, you're now committed to that guy. Mm -hmm. You're committed to him for at least three years, if not four. And if it doesn't work, you're right back where we are again. So, yeah, because you can't really get rid of that guy. You, you're not going to get returned. Like, if they trade, tried to trade Mac Jones, which I think they might try to do. They'll get a fifth or a sixth if they're lucky. I, yeah, at best. If I'm another team and I look at it and go, I'll give you a seven because he's going to be a backup for me, and I think that's worth it. But I don't, I don't think you – some people out there talking about, like, a third form, you're high. If there's a GM that's out there willing to do that, you do it tomorrow. And get it done and say, good, we got him out of here. And look, we got a third-round pick for this back? No. It's not happening. I think even five is too high. Six or seven, maybe. But you're right. Quarterback is the most important position. You have to figure it out. You have to get it right. If you do take a guy here, you can keep taking him. That, that's the other thing I think teams need to do a little bit more of. I agree. Learn from the Green Bay Packers of the 90s. They kept doing it. They had the franchise guy in Brett Favre, but then they'd go draft Matt Hasselbeck. They'd go draft Aaron Brooks. They'd go draft – I don't know. There was another guy in there who I can't think of. And, yeah, he was a quality backup for them and whatever, never got to play because Favre was always going to play. But then they got to move on from that guy and get capital back in return. And they kept doing it over and over and over again. They just happened to have an Iron Man who wasn't getting hurt in Brett Favre, probably because he was just so doped up on pain pills. To me, that's the model, though. Like, uh, I would rather I would rather build it the San Francisco way, right? Have a solid offensive line, number one. Have elite skill position players, which you can get with a Marvin Harrison Jr. at number three, okay? You can start that process. And then just keep taking shots at quarterbacks. Every year, I don't care if you draft one every year in the second, third, fourth round, just keep drafting quarterbacks. Eventually, you might stumble upon a superstar or a future superstar. And, and in the interim, make sure you have a good veteran on your roster. So I would rather build it that way than unless, unless you truly believe there is a and – and, and I'm talking about number one, like unless you think there's a, a Peyton Manning out there or – because, look, nobody knew who uh, Tom Brady was. He was mm-hmm. taken in the sixth freaking round. Um, there was differing opinions on, you know, a guy like Patrick Mahomes. Um, I, yeah, I don't know. I just think it's too un, uncertain. Taking a cue. Do you, um, you know, I've been in the same boat as you in terms of Marvin Harrison Jr. I, I think that's probably the smartest path based on who's available and who's out there. And the fact that we look at these guys and go, yeah, all right. I don't really, even with Caleb Williams, I don't necessarily see that true superstar. This guy's going to change the world. With Caleb Williams, I go, all right, you're probably going to be more along the lines of Kyler Murray. You're going to be far closer to Kyler Murray than you are going to be to Patrick Mahomes. But when I look at the Marvin Harrison situation, I wonder if it gives you any pause that some of these other wide receivers are crawling up the draft board. Now, like, Neighbors is right next to him. Some guys are saying that Neighbors is even better. I'm drawing a blank on that other wide receiver that's been in that conversation. But does that give you any pause that some of these other guys are now being talked about as possible third or fourth overall draft picks? Are you talking about the other receivers that are moving up the board? Yes. Yeah, I mean – I don't know that I would go that high for another one of those guys. To me, I'd still go – I'd go Harrison if if I'm picking there. Um, to be honest with you, I, I, I don't think it's outrageous, and I know you'll probably push back on this because you think O-line is just as uncertain as, uh, you know, as a quarterback in the first round. I'm not so sure I agree with that. I, I think if, if you're not sold on Harrison 
and you're not sold on the quarterbacks, I'd have no problem with them trading down and getting a tackle maybe like it, like 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, where, wherever they trade down to, picking up an extra first-round pick for next year. And I know that Patriots fans hate it when the Patriots trade down in the draft because Belichick was famous for that, but I wouldn't be totally opposed to that. Yeah, if they traded down, I, I don't think I'd want them to do it at three, uh, especially with some of the talent that's looks like it's available for you at three. I, I don't know if I'd want them to do that, but if they traded down to like 12 or something and identified the guy that might be the best, I can talk myself into it because, you know, yeah, I look at it and go, okay, when I'm building a football team, I need an offensive line to protect whoever the quarterback is, right. whether he's a rookie or whether he's Tom Brady going against the New York Giants in the Super Bowl. Correct. I, mean, I need could, those guys. Yeah, because if you throw if you throw a rookie or young quarterback back there and he's getting killed, he'll never develop. You'll ruin him. Yeah. So build the line first. Yeah, and I think that's part of what happened to Mac to a certain extent is I think he just started seeing ghosts. The old Sam Darnold. He just yep. started seeing so much pressure coming at him, not knowing where it's always coming from, and it just kind of worked against him. We've seen it with tons of quarterbacks that get drafted early and start right away. To me, David Carr is the prime example. He's the number one overall draft pick for the brand-new Houston Texans. Comes in, and they set the record for most sacks allowed. He got crushed. Could have had a decent career, but he got hit so many times. Go back to the dynasty. What were they? What was Pioli and them talking about with regards to Bledsoe? He was just getting hit so many times. Right. Just constantly getting hit, big hit after big hit, and that eventually just wears on you physically and mentally. So, yeah, I mean, I'm not super opposed to it. I'd be frustrated if they go defense in the first round because offense is where you need to focus, where you need to rebuild this team, and that's the way of the NFL now. You need those guys. You need explosive guys offensively that's going to help you out. Um, Let's go to the – yeah, go ahead. One more thing before you go to the calls. I want to make it very clear. I do not, repeat, do not want Justin Fields. I know there's been some grounds. Ooh. The Patriots should trade for Fields. You can get him for probably some somewhat cheap because the Bears are going to draft Caleb Williams. No, 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 no. 32nd in the NFL in completion percentage last year. Mm. No thank you. <laughs> I want a quarterback that can throw the ball accurately. I do not want Justin Fields. Yeah, we saw Tom Brady was incredibly accurate for 20 years. Couldn't run a lick. And he won six Super Bowls. Seven. He won seven Super Bowls. I always forget about that 2020. That year might just not exist in my mind. Um, Ben, why doesn't Lamar Jackson win in the playoffs? Because when teams get ahead of them and force them to throw the football or they make him a pocket passer, he can't deliver. Yeah. So I don't want a guy like that. I'm sorry. I don't. That's fair. I don't necessarily disagree with you. I think we're on the same page as that. I, I wouldn't love to have Justin Fields here. It would be quasi-exciting because he can run, but you know what's more exciting than a running quarterback? Winning football games. That's way more exciting and more intriguing to me, and I just don't think he's going to be that guy. Right. Um, let's go to the phones real quick. Uh, Dan in Cranston wants to join us. Dan, what you got today, buddy? While my voice holds up, how are you? I'm doing Good, all right. Dan. Um, I look. Let's forget Mahomes. He's going to be 29 next year. Okay, there's your first hurdle. There's got to be what four, five guys right behind him who are what 25, maybe 26. Burrow, Allen, Stroud. Who, I forget Herbert. Herbert. Who else am I leaving out? I don't know. The point is, Scott. 
You can worry about one of these guys being a bust, all right? And you can go build the greatest team. But you for the next uh, – these guys are just starting. You're looking at 10, 12, 15 years. These guys are going to get a shot at the title at some point in time. Mahomes is going to be in every year, but it's going to be one of these other ones. You can build up the best team, but if you don't have a quarterback, you're not even sniffing at the table. And I'm not saying the 49ers are the exception, but they hit on, like, so many positions for, like, the top three person at their position in the whole freaking league, which is so much the anomaly. You know what I'm saying? Like, you can't play to lose. You've got to get a quarterback. This is your best chance to get at least someone who has potential to be one of these guys. And waiting until the second, third round and hoping to get fairy dust is just – that's a loser mentality. Because Marvin Harris can come here, but guess what? They don't have a quarterback. When his rookie deal is up, get me the hell out of here. That's where you're going to be. You have to get a quarterback. May they bomb out? Maybe. But I'd rather take a chance and say at least we got the guy to at least get us a seat, even looking at the table. I, I feel it. like here's my problem. Thanks, Dan. Appreciate it. Uh, my problem is I have as much confidence in Bo Nix turning out to be a good pro as I do in Jaden Daniels or Drake May. So if I can get Bo Nix at the end of the first round and the beginning of the second round, then I'd rather take a guy that I project to be an NFL star in Marvin Harrison with that first pick and then take a shot on a quarterback that I think can probably do the same thing or, or have the same type of impact as the other two guys that everybody's projecting to go two, three, or four. Yeah, I, listen, if you settle on and you go, listen, J.J. McCarthy outside of Caleb Williams might be the best quarterback in this draft, which is entirely possible. If you go back and look at drafts over the years, many, many, many times the first guy taken, the f- second guy taken, maybe even the third guy taken at quarterback turns out to be nothing. And the fourth or fifth guy, Russell Wilson, was drafted in the third round. Say what you will about him now. He was very, very good for a few years there. Very good. One of the best in the league. You know, you don't necessarily need to go get the top guy. Quarterback evaluation is incredibly difficult. It's really hard because you're only looking at – you can only really look at physical skills and you can't figure out the other side of it, which is incredibly important to figure out the mental toughness. And there's really not much you can look at on tape to – really give you a good insight into that side of a quarterback it's very difficult which is why teams are constantly doing it you should constantly do it if you if you identify and say hey listen we'll take marvin harrison at number three we're going to take jj mccarthy in the second round and we're going to sign you know kirk cousins for two years i think you feel okay about that i feel real good about that you kidding me cousins and harrison I don't care who the, my quarterback is I get in the second round. I think that puts you in a position. You're not a contender, but it puts you in that fringe side of like, could this team make the, this team might be able to make the playoffs, yep. might be able to be representing on wild card weekend, which is at the point right now, which is what we all really, really want. We just want them back in the playoffs. I think we all are reasonable in saying they can't flip this and turn this into a contender overnight. They have way too much work to do, particularly with a brand-new head coach. You have so much to fix offensively. It's not going to happen overnight. But can you quickly turn it into a playoff participant? Yes. You kind of can. Does anyone of us really believe in the Jets moving forward? No. Devin, put your hand down. You don't. You don't. You don't. Do we believe fully in the Dolphins moving forward? Not really. 
because I think they're their defense, which was good at times and bad at other times, that's going to get start to get picked apart. You talked about some of the guys that they're cutting, and some of the guys that they might lose in free agency. That's I not have questions going. about Tua. I mean, yeah. in big moments, Tua throws the ball off the grabs. He can't make a play. Um, look, I know he's got elite weapons in, in Tyree Kill and, and Jalen Waddle, but I still have questions about Tua. And, and they could trade Waddle too. That's what I'm hearing too. It's really? possible. It's possible. And we look at what the Bills have done over the last couple of years. They're not at their peak anymore. They're on the other side of that. They're still the best team in this division. But we're not looking at that Buffalo Bills team like we were three years ago. And that's a monster. I don't know how you're going to get by well, that for the next five, I, ten years. I think a lot of people think that they may have missed their window. I mean, you've got now an, an old defense. You've got Stephon Diggs, the last, like, 10 to 14, 10, 12 games of the season. He was, like, nowhere to be found. No. Like, I don't know if he's washed up or if there's just truly a problem between him and Josh Allen. I don't know what the deal is, but there's an issue there in Buffalo, and I don't know how much longer their window will be open for. I I don't either. I I think it actually is closed unless they make a big decision here. If they can somehow get towards the top of the draft and take one of those wide receivers, that might change their fortunes to a certain extent. But, yeah, I agree. I I think Diggs is close to being washed. I think he's still going to be a viable – you know, number one, quote-unquote, wide receiver for the next two or three years, but he's not nearly as explosive as he was a couple of years ago. And I have questions about their head coach. I don't think he can get them over the top. I think he just, you know, gets lost in the biggest stage, kind of like how we used to feel about Andy Reid until he got Patrick Mahomes. Right. So I know there's a lot of questions surrounding the teams that surround the Patriots. They're not – as far in a black hole as we might think they are, as bad as it looked this year. If they can figure out the quarterback position to a certain extent, they're going to be heading in the right direction, and that's all we want for them is to head in the right direction. Don't have another disastrous year like this. For anyone who's saying, hey, they might run it back with Mac, just punch yourself in the face repeatedly. That would be awful. I can't do it. You can't. Not unless you're going to completely – first of all, I, no, I wouldn't do it anyway, but you'd have to get rid of every single player on the roster because he lost that locker room. If, if Mac is back and even has an opportunity to be starting on this team, that will tell me that he was Kraft's pick and not Bill's pick. Yeah. Because they'd be trying to prove – no, this kid's good. Bill ruined him. That's just the way that mind thinks. By the way, one more observation from the dynasty – Josh McDaniels has gotten heavy. Ooh, he's a fatty. <laughs> Holy moly, did he pack on the pounds. Jesus, how many Gordon Ramsay restaurants in Vegas did you go to? Wow. Night in Holy and night out. Moly, Josh McDaniels put on some weight. Yeah, if you told me he was the offensive line coach, I'd be like, yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> no, he, he looks like a tub of goo right now. I couldn't believe it. And, and Ty Law looks like he could play linebacker right now. I know. Jeez, man. Lawyer Malloy looks 15 years older. Then Tylon, I think he's a year older. Yeah, right. If he's even older. I don't, I'm not even positive about that. But some of those guys still look really good. Look like they and, could and, still and, play. And who's the defensive lineman that was uh, Brady's roommate? Nugent. David uh, Nugent. Nugent. He, look how small. He's like really like trimmed down since his playing days. It took me a few minutes because they were like, and I couldn't remember the name when they first brought it up. And it took like two or three episodes before they said defensive lineman for him because I, I could not remember him to save my life. And I go, that guy, I thought he was like, you know, maybe a punter or the fifth quarterback that was just coming to camp. 
I did not believe that that guy was a defensive lineman. All right, we're up against it. Up next, we've got a little bit of lightning round and the producer's question of the week with Joe and Devin. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Odyssey celebrates Mother's Day. Brought to you by T-Mobile. You can count on T-Mobile to help you stay connected on America's largest 5G network. 